Los Pelicaris, the Face Peelers of Peru, episode 64 of the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast live edition. Welcome to the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast where we explore the unexplained and mysterious phenomena that have occurred throughout the state of Michigan and beyond. From UFO sightings to ghostly encounters, we delve deep into the stories, the evidence, and the theories behind these strange events. We are your hosts. I'm Michelle. And I'm Wayne. We are an educator duo that after an encounter with a triangular UFO in 2018 in Michigan, we decided to investigate UFOs and the paranormal. In this podcast, we will be speaking with eyewitnesses, experts, and researchers to uncover the truth about some of the most intriguing cases of paranormal activity in and around Michigan. Our goal is not to convince anyone of the existence of these phenomena, but rather to provide a platform for discussion and exploration. So, buckle up and join us on this journey down the paranormal rabbit hole. On an escalator. Hey, everybody, we are live. Welcome, everyone, to another live edition of the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast. Today is the 18th of August, 2023, and it's time to light this Friday night up with some talk of conspiracy theories on our journey down that rabbit hole. If you want to catch this show live and participate in live chat, we are currently streaming on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. After the airing of this live stream, you will be able to hear the show on uh, and any of our shows on great platforms like iHeartRadio, iTunes, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and many others. Thank you, Rick. I forgot <laughs> to turn my microphone on <laughs> Oh, so there we go. That's Thanks, what, Rick. That's what happens when we go on vacation and I have my microphone put away. I forget to turn it back on. Oh, it's kind of like the lights were on and no one was home. Well, well you know, hold, hold on a minute, though. While you're saying that <laughs> our vacation is going to be coming to an end very soon. And we're not the only ones that seem to be having a little bit of a, a uh, problem dealing with the summer and vacations coming to an end. There's Michelle's school right now. <laughs> so we are we are not joking. When I got the the text and alert from a fellow colleague in the district um, asking if this was for real, a crane that was putting a new AC unit over top of uh, one of our small gyms um, just wasn't weighted enough, had too much weight on the boom and went over onto the building. So it actually looks like the ground, like was a little bit of a sinkhole or might've been saturated. Cause the, for those of you listening to the podcast later, um, yeah, there's a huge, uh, what is that? A 10 wheeled crane that they were going to put an air conditioning unit on or something at her school. 
and it tipped over. It's my Balancing summer vacation on... might be a little bit longer. I I don't know. We're on a day by day notice. Yeah. So it's... just waiting on notification from my administrator and from our superintendent. Yeah. So you know, there you go. Fun times. I always say, <laughs> you know, starting out the year looking like a dumpster fire. This is not a good sign. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, we need to give lots of hellos to the folks in chat. And thank you guys for hanging out with us on a Friday night. We haven't done a Friday night in a while. Oh, we've got to say hello, of course, to Diane and Dorothy. We've got Lady F with us tonight. We've got, uh, let's see, Girl in the Desert. Aaron's Energy. Yeah, we got Aaron's Energy. We got S. Lee with us tonight. We've got Rick Davis because Rick Davis is my sound check guy. Um, (laughs) we've got Tabin. Tabin's with us tonight because Tabin doesn't need to sleep. Nope, but he's also one of our Patreon members as well. So welcome, Tabin. Oh, hello, Paula. Paula has joined us tonight as well. Hey, Paula. You know, what would make this night complete? We're waiting for Guy. Hey, Ghost Dragon is here. Hey, Ghost Dragon. What's going on, Ghost Dragon? We also have uh, Dorothy Hawkins is Yes, Dorothy and Diane were our first two. Of course, Mom's here. Yep. Oh, we got the crazy uh, Facebook user. Facebook user. <laughs> That's I all it shows up for us. I know. I Facebook wish, user. I know. They need to fix that. I, I wish that they would like allow people to type in like some little like code name from Facebook, but yeah. you know how it is. Well, definitely just wanted to say that this live show and the podcast happens because of all of you guys, the viewers, the listeners of the show, your amazing support. Um, if you want to help support the podcast, links are below in the show description, PayPal, Patreon, Linktree that will take you to other ways. Uh, but one of the best ways is to like, share and subscribe. The more subscribers, the more support we have, the more incredible content and guests that we can bring you. Yep. And we are also trying to hit our next goal just so everybody knows that we need a total of 3000 public watch hours on our YouTube channel to be able to do super chats and set up a membership program and stuff through YouTube. And we are about 200 and I want to say 30 hours away from hitting that goal. We're almost there. We're almost there. It's like once we inch a little bit, YouTube has a tendency to take a few hours back. So it's just a ugly, you know, give and take relationship right now with YouTube. Yep. Okay. So Facebook user says, Hey, Greg. It's Greg. <laughs> it's Greg. All right, Greg. Welcome. Good to uh, have you joining us tonight. Let's see. What are we talking about? To- oh, well, first of all, let me give out shout outs real quick to our Patreon members, Tabin, R, a continuing supporter, Hava H, and Lisa B. So thank you for your continued support. And like Michelle said earlier, if you want to find ways to support the show, uh, just go down in that show description. There's all kinds of links down there for you. So, um, by the way, when we do hit our next goal of those 3000 watch hours, we're going to do another t-shirt giveaway show. Hey guy, your t-shirt is on the way. It was a little while getting your address from you, but it is being yep. shipped from the company along yes. with girl in the girl in the desert was our other winner. Correct. Yep. yep. So congratulations. So that one is on the way to Arizona as we speak yes yep so there you go 
So the shirts have been sent out and ordered and all that good stuff. So I even ordered myself a new one. Yeah. So ordered myself a new one so I can show up to potentially one of my PD meetings. It just won't be at my building. <laughs> <laughs> Guy says Oprah gives away cars. I want a car. We're not Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of ways that we are not Oprah. So <laughs> first of all, there's the whole male thing and female thing. So, you know, there's also some complexion issues that are happening. So, yeah, we're not we're definitely not Oprah. I'm here. just going to shake my head and stop him now. <laughs> all right. So as far as what we are talking yeah, about, Michelle, tonight, let's, let's run down uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the list of stuff tonight. Sidetrack you for a second. Well, there was an article that we did not get to discuss last time about when aliens will reveal themselves. Mm -hmm. So former CIA agent is talking a little bit. Um, then. You know, a few weeks ago, we we, great. we talked about Miss Gomez, who was on the plane in Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, Texas, who decided to not Christina Gomez, no, but Tiffany. I think her first Tiffany, name is Tiffany. Tiffany Gomez, yeah. So, and there is yet a, another video that has come out. Um, and then there's even more as far as like the body cam footage. Oh yeah. We the, got some footage. We so got some footage to share for you guys on a there's crazy just, reptilian plane lady. Yeah. Because, oh, you'll, I mean, you'll just have to see it when we get to that point. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we've got to talk about what is the, the title of the show. Yeah. The main know, topic tonight. Peru. I mean, Wayne and I like to travel, not necessarily a place that I would be traveling to right now. No, we're going to, we're going to talk it's about crazy. some Peruvian villagers deep, deep in the Amazon basin there in Peru um, that say they were attacked by seven to eight foot tall aliens that they called Los Pelicatas, which means the face peelers. And we got some uh, shocking video to show you guys about this. And, you know, we'll give our commentary as we go on that. You know what? And guy, that's a good question as far as why the Vegas UFO story completely disappeared because they probably just didn't want to revisit and say it was a meteorite and it was a coyote on the roof. Well, yeah. I mean, there's that. Lot, who, lots of theories. I mean, uh, yeah. Um Dorothy says that she suspects that the whole thing was a distraction taken away from Dr. Greer's disclosure 2.0. That's very, very possible because that happened right at the same time. So, and uh, I don't know if Jeremy Corbell and uh, who is it? Um, George Knapp were allowed at the 2.0 disclosure that Greer put on. Um, but man, they sure were sitting behind the three witnesses at the, uh, Senate hearings, the subcommittee hearings a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and if you watch that video, you'll see four guys that are squished next to each other. They look like they're like this, trying to get on the cameras and everything, um, behind the witnesses who were, it was David Fravor, um, David Grush or Grush. And then we had uh, Ryan Graves giving testimony 
And boy, just watch those knuckleheads. And and by the way, the one guy all the way to the left on the camera was a CIA, former CIA uh, guy. So, yeah. I wonder if that's the former CIA agent that we're going to be talking about for a second. No, it's not. But, um, hey, this just came in. Uh, Ghost Dragon sent us $10 on PayPal. Hey, Ghost Dragon, thank you. you are the best, my man. Thank you very much for sending that in and showing your support. Much one, love to you and Gemma. I know one of these days we'll be able to do super chats. Yeah, I know, right? That'd be cool. Hey, but you know what? <laughs> PayPal is better that way because, well, if you're going to support the show monetarily, PayPal doesn't take anything from you. So, so yeah, thank you very much, Ghost Dragon. We appreciate it. Well, I mean, we've got to talk about this article that we left off. We didn't get to cover it yeah. um, the last time that we were on prior to our trip. So, Michelle, why don't you go ahead and uh, I'll get that pulled up here. Yep. This is and aliens will reveal themselves in 2027 claims former CIA agent. This is coming from Sci-Fi Wire. So like the sci-fi channel yeah got their own little news reporting so it says hurry up already former cia agent john ramirez claims aliens will be revealed in 2027 this article came out august 9th so not too long ago about nine days ago there you go so in our stories intelligent aliens typically interact with us in one of two ways either they show up in force to take whatever resources they want from the seemingly defenseless ape people, or they trickle in under the radar to live secret lives among us. Sci-Fi's resident alien is streaming now on Peacock forges a middle path <laughs> when the title or alien Harry Vanderspiegel, real name unpronounceable, shows up with the intention of wiping us out but opts for a quieter life among the people, at least for now. Okay, so Sci-Fi has got a new show. But are UFOs and alien sightings becoming more common? For decades, we've been left to imagine what it might be like if and when intelligent aliens finally do come around for a visit. <clears throat> Depending on who you ask, our days of waiting might be coming to a close. Over the last couple of years, a few things have happened to bolster interest in the UFO phenomenon and build a general sense that something might be going on, you think? Um, well, guy, here you go. Related the Las Vegas residents report crash yep. UFO and alien pilots in backyard. So somebody sci-fi is still talking about it. So first the United States government opened up about reports they've received and investigations they've conducted. They established a dedicated panel for the study of what they've started calling unidentified anomalous phenomenon. Second, Former intelligence officer David Grush filed a whistleblower report, stated he had received testimony from multiple sources regarding the existence of a decades-long UFO recovery and reverse engineering program. Mm. He later testified in front of Congress to the same extent. It's been longer than a decade, yeah. if you ask me. Or, Well, he says decades, so okay, yeah. I'll give him that. Um, Almost a century. Easily. Importantly, he never saw any recovered craft or non-human biologics or alien bodies for himself. Finally, Harvard scientist Avi Loeb claimed to have recovered metal spherules from a potential mm -hmm. alien spacecraft. 
So if you're paying casual attention to the headlines, it might feel as though there's been a shift in the extraterrestrial tides. These days, the existence of visiting extraterrestrials doesn't sound so unrealistic. According to former CIA agent John Ramirez, there's a reason for that. Okay, quick break for a second, because Guy brings up something where he says Philip Corso was saying the same stuff in 1997. I remember that name. Well, yeah, I've got his book. I'm halfway through uh, The Day After Roswell right now, where he actually, um, Corso, was high up in the military and was behind hiding a lot of this stuff. In, in his book, he just spills everything out there. It's uh, it's really something to uh, read. And uh, there's so much in there. And as I read through his stuff, and what's interesting is when he wrote that book and released it, it he was uh, he wrote it like while he was younger and all of this stuff was taking place, but he didn't release it until... I want to say the last like 10 years or something like that. But yeah. I don't know. I like how they bust into this article with a picture from the show. Resident alien. <laughs> I think I remember season one. Um, after leaving the intelligence community, Ramirez has enjoyed a second career as a UFO aficionado, making the rounds of the podcast circuit to tell the world what he allegedly knows. Hmm. In mm -hmm. February 2023, he gave an interview on Podcast UFO, during which he warned of an oncoming alien revelation in 2027. According to Ramirez, the recent disclosures, whistleblowers, and underwater discoveries are all part of an intentional narrative to prepare the population for the day the aliens show up, a day he says is only a few years away. Here's what Ramirez had to say with minor edits for clarity. So we're kind of preparing the U.S. population at least, and by extension, the world population to that reality, that there is a presence here and that we need to explain this presence. Because if they show up and we continue to do what we did before in previous decades, there will be mass panic, Ramirez said. Now, I will, I'm going to interject here for a minute, Michelle, let you take a quick breather. I'm going to pull up a couple of articles here that's going to, most of us that are, are watching this are probably already familiar with it, but those of you listening or watching this later, um, you're going to see that people coming out of high government positions and saying these kind of things uh, is not that... Uh, rare i guess you would say and i'll show you what i mean once we're done with this article go ahead michelle <laughs> okay so the reference to previous decades presumably refers to a policy of denial or cover-up surrounding events like roswell a policy which has apparently been reversed ramirez continues explaining that authorities had no real choice in the matter because aliens have a standing appointment to knock down our door a few years from now specifically 2027 Mm -hmm. um, in many ways, I think the word got out within the government uh, that they're showing up in 2027 and we better be prepared. I've heard 2027 in kind of an official capacity. I can't reveal. I would say people in the government are aware of something happening and that there is limited time, a few more years to prepare the people, Ramirez said. Now, Guy says something here. He's saying uh, 
Uh, he's been saying the same thing for the last few months. Uh, people just ignore this stuff. Well, people ignore it because it doesn't affect them immediately in their moment to moment lives. So um, I think that's what you're seeing. They're not interested in it. They got other things to be worried about. So um, that's, that's not until it's right in their face, like with the government getting involved. And even then people are just like, yeah, cool. All right. <laughs> Well, here's a little bit more about it, Ramirez. Um, we're not sure what kind of an official capacity is, but we'll just have to take his word for it. So this is from sci-fi, from the writers from Sci-Fi. This isn't the first time Ramirez has made headlines for a claim he made in an interview. In a conversation on the YouTube channel Into the Weird with Hollywood, Ramirez claimed he had an altercation with a reptilian. They fought in the space between his living room and bedroom, and in the morning he had scratches on his body. So it goes on to say, in case you're blissfully unaware, reptilians are an alleged race of humanoid reptiles who, according to some conspiracy circles, are really running the show on Earth. According to Ramirez, however, reptilians aren't quite what you might think. Instead, they are people with reptilian ancestry, but they look, in Ramirez's own words, quite human to us. Oh, we have a reptilian history. Biologically and evolutionarily, we part of our brain is reptilian. So anyways, take us out of here, Michelle. Uh, let's see. We guess, uh, you can see reptilians anywhere if they look like any other run of the mill home invader. Ramirez also claims that a number of these non-human, but still kind of human races helped us to evolve our way out of the trees. And so long as your definition of non-human includes Neanderthals and Denisovans, and that's what I thought. Then mm -hmm. he's totally right about that. Um, so the anthropological record has unfortunately not turned up any evidence of reptilians, but Hey, if Ramirez is right, you've got only got a few years to kill before aliens show up and settle all these questions once and for all. And then of course they do the plug for resident alien. I remember watching a few episodes of season I've one. Never, uh, I've never, I've never seen that. It was that picture in the article. I remember the, the okay. guy, it's like a small mountain town and, Yep. He's like the doctor in the town or something like yep. that. Well, you know, uh, Aaron's Energy 313 says something here and says, uh, disclosure won't happen until our government feels they have control, in my humble opinion. Oh, they're going to try to control every little thing that they can. Um, they, they have opened up Pandora's box with this, and I don't know. I think they're... They're going to have to do something about it or they just turn around and start ignoring things. I, I don't know. Guys, uh, amazingly, this is putting my cat to sleep talking about reptilians. Yeah. Oh, yes. Government scares what the government scares can the do. Poop scares the shit out of everybody. Yep. All right. Well, let's see. Well, here's let's let, hold on before we jump uh -oh. on to the next one. Going back to uh, Ramirez, the former CIA guy, and I know he is very controversial. He was doing the podcast interviewing circuit there for a while, and then he just kind of bowed out. He was starting to go on to um, 
podcasts and shows and he would take his medal that he got from retiring from the CIA and would show his paperwork to show his credentials um, so that people knew what his background was. So, you know, it is what it is. But let me show you guys what I was talking about with higher ups and governments coming forward and saying things. Um, this is back from 2014. Most of you probably know Paul Hellyer, and he was Canadian or yeah, Canada's ex-defense minister. And he said aliens would give us more tech if we'd stop wars. So this is Paul Hellyer, and he's been saying that we have been in contact, and he knows for a fact that we've been in contact with aliens and um they're kind of hesitant to completely coming forward because of our warlike nature. So there's a person right there and you guys can, you know, just look up Paul Hellyer and his background and you can see what he was saying. Um, yeah, it, it's, you know, that's one person, right. Who is high up in, in Canada's government. And then there's this person right here. Former Israeli space security chief says aliens exist, humanity not ready. And he would talk about this galactic federation has supposedly been in contact with Israel and the U.S. for years, but are keeping themselves a secret to prevent hysteria until humanity is ready. Now, here's two guys coming forward, probably in the same kind of a position one in Israel, one in Canada. Then we got a CIA guy in the form of, uh, uh, who are you just reading on? Who was the Ramirez Ramirez. And now we got Grush out there. We had Elizondo and he kind of went incognito. Um, a lot of people coming forward. So, Hey, it's the Chad Smith podcast. Hey, hey Chad, Chad, how are you doing, man? Good to see you. Um, so yeah, so here's another high ranking, uh, officer in the military, his name, by the way, in the Israeli, uh, um, intelligence or, or space defense services or something like that. His name was Hayim Ishid. So Hay Hayim Ishid, I think is how you pronounce that. So yeah, humanity isn't ready. So yeah. All right, Michelle, where do we want to go oh, next? We've got to fast forward and just close out that story once and for all on oh, Tiffany Gomez. Tiffany I mean, Gomez. Huh? We, we made the mistake of tripping into that one when she said that she had an encounter on a plane coming out of Dallas-Fort Worth. Yeah, we were just there at Dallas-Fort Worth. And here's a crazy thing for know. everybody listening. We Maybe were in... Her- airports i've ever seen yeah oh it was crazy busy it was a it was a monday too but what did we find out once we flew from uh reno to dallas to get back to detroit what was what was the news thing going on you showed me a video of it what was happening here at willow run oh the uh, now this is something you don't want to (laughs) know while you're at a layover so they they were having an air show out of willow run and one of the russian planes that was in flight um yep a mig 23 they were doing a demonstration 
here at the air show. Something something blew on it right in the air, and the the pilot and what co-pilot of it? There were two yep. ejected. That plane went down in an apartment complex parking lot. Um, just I mean, just what maybe a quarter of a mile from there. So plane went down. Nobody was hurt. Nobody killed or anything. Of course, lots of damage. Um, I know I had some friends on Facebook that actually live out in Van Buren Township that live in that apartment complex that shared pictures of yeah. the damaged cars and the the parts from the plane. Yeah, the Russian nobody plane. on the ground, man. Nobody on the ground was injured at all, which was a good thing. And yeah, guy says a MiG-23, yep. an old plane. Not that old, but yeah. We and, watched videos over and over again trying yeah. to see if there was a flock of birds or anything that got sucked into the engine and could... Yeah, couldn't see anything, but okay. So I know we we had that going on in the news as we were were we on a layover at that? Yeah, we were we were sitting in Dallas waiting two hours. Uh, Friends, okay. So Chad Smith is uh, saying um, a friend of a friend's truck was hit by the Su twenty three and had to tell his insurance company it was hit by a Russian jet. Yeah, we were joking about that. It's like, how do you explain that one? Is it's that not, covered? It's, it's not an act of God. So, I mean, you can hit a deer and insurance companies yeah. will at least yeah. do something. Oh, man. Well, hey, everybody, just a quick uh, reminder. Make sure you're hitting that like button now over there. Make sure you're sharing us out. Make sure you're subscribing. Hit that notification bell. It helps so, us out. You know, I love watching videos that pop up on my phone. And a lot of times they'll come from, you know, TikTok or Instagram. They they just come up in the feed on, on Facebook. And I saw this one come up where it seemed like the, the seats were different for this young lady, Tiffany, um, being at the back of the plane. And what it seemed was that there was a second video released of what had went on with the lady dubbed as the crazy lady from the plane. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to go ahead and show yeah. this to you where it seems that it all originally started, including the lady sitting in her seat that rolled her eyes hard. Um, and then it goes into the video that yeah. all of us originally saw of when she was just cursing down the aisle saying that whoever she had an encounter with wasn't real. Yeah. So, all right. So let's, let's go through this and people listening, um, head on over to our YouTube channel. You'll find the link in the show description and in the podcast, just click on that little show description thing and come check us out. So you can see these videos. Here we go. This is hilarious. So they're taxiing out. So she's saying I need to get the F off the plane. We're going to the gate. And I roll. <laughs> oh, yeah. Surprised the air marshal wasn't on there and tackled her. 
Guy, I'm going to agree with you 100%. I can't tell if this is mental health, if this is alcohol, or a combination of both. Seen. They neither believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two f but I am telling you right now <laughs> that mother that mother back there is wait till not you real. see who the the mother effer is. is. There's, yeah, there's a new video. Not. I'm not going. All right, all right. So yeah, let's go. Uh, all right, so just real quick. That last section that you saw there is what everybody saw. And there was talk of, remember, the guy was supposed to be not real who was in a hoodie. And remember? a reptilian. And, and, and a he reptilian. was supposed to be a reptilian. But so we're she on the reptilian said theme that. tonight. She never said that. Nope. Somebody else started that whole thing about him being a reptilian and used uh, some kind of little filter or something on the, the eyes of you know the guy but here's the thing when those planes start up and they start taxiing out they tell you to put your plane or your phone in airplane mode somebody wasn't listening you're not getting trouble man don't don't be doing that i was gonna say <laughs> you're not standing in the aisle during taxiing all right so now we're gonna go to the new recently released video where the whole story of this thing starts to unfold. So this is crazy plane lady in quotes. All right. Issues an apology as body cam showing her irate reaction is released. Now this is a young lady who thinks she has all kinds of privilege out there. She just thinks she is the top dog here. Or the, you know, the the big, I got a B with an itch right it's now. It's kind of like, screw you guys, I do yeah. what I want. <laughs> well, here, I want you guys to hear the first words out of her mouth to the three police officers that are standing around her. I love body cam footage. Outside. All right, so here you go. Listen, listen to this. The first few words. My dad's a cop. Boop. I'm going to stop it right there. My dad's a cop. And she's got this look of, um, you can't talk to me like, uh, you know, uh, my dad's a cop. As her dad is probably wanting to beat the hell out of her right now. But let's let's just one more time for everybody's listening enjoyment. My dad's a cop. My dad's a cop. F you, dude. Really? <laughs> They're going to have fun at the Thanksgiving table this year. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Very, that's hilarious, Chad. Somebody's not taking any leftovers home this All year. All right. All right. So let's, let's run through this and we'll get the full story because this is an interesting case where people study in law and law enforcement people about uh, what do you do with a passenger like this? And they kick her off a plane. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. Like to get the out of my face. Okay. Yeah, I said. You too. 
that's Tiffany Gomez, who went viral so on the internet for away. all of the wrong reasons. I'm telling you, I'm getting the off, and there's a reason why I'm getting the now the quote crazy plain lady is apologizing for the rant posted on TikTok. First and foremost, I want to take full accountability for my actions. They were completely unacceptable. Thanks for joining us here on Law and Crime. I mean, okay, so somebody's trying really hard to look like a Kardashian. I'm sorry. I was gonna That's, say Kim has showed up. I want I want to be Kim Kardashian. Look at me. To I'm me, so it doesn't hot even and pretty. You know, yeah. here's the thing. Like, there's nobody with a hoodie yet. Oh, Nathan, just just wait. So because Let's see, what did Nathan say? Nathan said, "What is what is she prompt with all of this?" Yeah. How about the hoodie guy? Oh, we're we're gonna see the yeah, guy in a moment it. because it looks like he got off the plane too. Yep. All right, so let's let's continue and hear her apology. Dorothy, hundred percent. I'm looking at this, going, it does not look like the same girl. Well, she's all dolled up. Well, that's the only thing. I mean, and makeup can do a lot. Yes, it can, and lighting, and maybe some filters on her phone or whatever. But yeah, Miss Gomez doesn't look like the same person. And and this is what gets me. Take like screenshots and hold them up through through all of this through all of this her little chat that she does here she doesn't say she does not say what caused her reaction which is a huge red flag right so yeah so dorothy says it doesn't even look like the same woman yeah what is uh, she promoting nathan yeah what is she <laughs> promoting yeah she is a uh supposedly she is a marketing exec so i don't know about that but uh all right here we go and they were completely unacceptable thanks for joining us here on law and crime i'm Anjanette levy tiffany gomez was on a flight that was supposed to leave dallas for orlando back on july 2nd but those plans changed after she had what seemed to be a meltdown on the plane i'm telling you i'm getting the off and there's a reason why i'm getting the off and everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it i don't give two but i am telling you right now i wonder if i can get my voice that high and use that in my classroom this year i thought that was one of our cats in the background i'm telling you right now oh my god that sounds like like being drunk that's like somebody Whoa. who's a functioning alcoholic that can get their voice that loud. I I don't know, but I want to know what I've seen drunk people sit on airplanes before and they've never had this kind of a reaction. I was I mean, going to say, so, we've seen people on charter flights get drunk while on the plane and not have this reaction. By the way, Facebook user says that that's not the same chick. So let's uh, let's keep going. I'm telling you, we got to get some good still shots and hold them side by side. So, yeah, well, you know. And you can sit on this plane. Now, she says he's not real. Have you ever talked to anybody? I mean, she could be using that in a different, you know, sense of a conversation. Have you ever talked to anybody about mm -hmm. somebody else and said, man, that person's just not real? That's how she could be using this girl in the desert. I heard the same thing that she was drinking at the airport before she got on the plane. I bet. I bet. So let's keep going. Die with the 
effective or not, I'm not going to. Wait, you uh, see who the guy after was. After that, airport police were called Here to the go. gate and heard about a dispute that took place on the plane between Gomez and another what passenger. Gate are they at? We were okay. just in this airport. We were just, yeah, and they're <laughs> on American. Um, I'm going to say this right now. <laughs> I love flying on airplanes. I hate the process and the hours you spend in an airport just to be able to get on an airplane. If this woman would have been on the plane with me, going somewhere and started doing this, I would have lost it. I probably would have tackled her because she's this, nuts. This is why I always give Wayne the window seat so that he's kind of smushed in. With- <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I, I love flying, but I can't stand the, that whole nasty process. All right. I'm sorry. Just wanted to get that out of there. We just wanted to have a full day at work. So this is just it looks like TSA or possibly Dallas police that are stationed at the airport talking to Dallas police that showed up on scene. So it's kind of hard to hear because yeah, that airport is so busy. All you're going to hear is background noise. The full airport though. Do one of y'all want to go? One officer boards the plane to check out everything. Other than that, do you need anything? Uh, so we know we should be fine. Francie is already on the, on the public area. So she's not well, she's, prob- she's messing with TSA. We're probably going to arrest her for public intoxication. Ding, hey. ding, ding. She's messing with TSA now. And we're probably going to arrest her for public intoxication. Cheers. Hey, we, we've got a uh, new new person in chat, by the way. So Arrows Andy, welcome. Top so. Cup's worst nightmare. Absolutely. If daddy's a cop, daddy bailed her out. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, I'm going to tell you, my dad is a cop and you need to shut the F up and get out of my effing face. Wow. Taser. <laughs> I could never be a cop. Tased. <laughs> So, yeah, she's still continuing to be a headache. Then the officers were left to walk through the airport to find Tiffany Gomez. They had her information from her boarding pass and believed she was likely intoxicated. Officers found the man Gomez was accused of hitting, the one who, quote, wasn't real. Okay, so that's something we didn't know. She hit somebody. Okay. Now, here's the guy she supposedly hit right here. Where's the hoodie? Where's the hoodie? Where's hoodie guy at? So let's watch. No, it's okay. Oh, yeah, she just pushing me. Like, you are the part of the, uh, I don't know what she, who's talking to the, in the phone. So I was just sitting right here and she just coming to me. So he's making hand motions that she basically like palmed him right in the chest and and hit him. It's not some young dude in a hoodie. This is like an older guy, probably uh, Middle Eastern descent. I I can't make out his accent, but um, yeah. No, no. And y'all didn't say anything to her. 
No. Are you okay? You hurt? Yeah. No, no, I'm okay. You sure? Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I held my flight, so it's just going to be like a minutes, 15 or 20 minutes. So that assault mean what does that mean? Assault? It means to uh, attack, to fight somebody, to you know, push them all. So he's asking, what does assault mean? Right, right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. No. No, I should just. Oh, he's sure he's gonna reptilian. Well, if he is, he's not exposing himself to cops that are there. At the same time that the man is telling his story to officers, another officer found Tiffany Gomez outside. <laughs> Waiting for a ride. I Called her Uber. Uber. I'm not lying. Do you make contact with anybody? No. Because we're hearing reports otherwise. I've made no physical contact with nobody. I've had it all on video the whole entire time. So. Okay. Oh, no. so Notice now, the lean. I've, so right now she just went from standing there talking and kind of was going a little bit side to side. Now it's the selfie lean. Now it's the yeah. selfie lean with the hand on the hip. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting my, uh, my liquid courage built up to tell the cops about my daddy. <laughs> Nobody can see you, Michelle. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had my phone. I've had physical contact with people, so don't have to. No, I get to go deal with that. But I'm going to keep it on video the entire time. Then a second officer approaches from a different direction. So, what's your plan? That's her. He's That's the girl like, from the video. With that that look on her face right there, I mean, her hair is up in a, a bun or whatever. That's her. Mm, I want to get some closer shots yeah. and do a side by side. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's her. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Just listen to the officer. Should I hear you? So that's the Exactly. How do you plan on getting home? Because you can't hang out here. If you have no business at the airport, you can't be here. I don't want to. Okay, so who's coming to pick you up? An Uber. Okay, have you already requested it? I will gladly request it right now. Did you already request one? Can I do that while I'm videoing you? Probably not. Okay, so if we were going to be here, why have we not already requested one? I guess it's my question. Because I've been talking to my mother about what the is going on. Okay, so... She's requesting, she wants to, she's going to request This woman's unreal. She's the one that's unreal. Just please be considerate, okay? All right, so uh, a couple of comments here. Um, 
Girl in the Desert says, that doesn't matter. You can be four foot and assault someone. Absolutely. I'm not going to talk about Michelle over here. What? I am five foot three. I know. You're not four foot, but. <clears throat> now, my mom was four foot you, ten, you, and I was scared, scared, scared of her. She was scary. A couple times. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then uh, Nathan from The Quantum Show. By the way, everybody, check out Nathan and The Quantum Show. Uh, small stature means nothing at an airport. A hit is a hit. Yep. 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 You could be two feet tall. And if you're acting the fool in an airport, I guess, unless you're under like the age of six, because there are some babies I would have liked to punt. I was going to say after the, the body cam footage, I don't know how this story is even going to go anything past this. No. Well, so the guy I, said he's not pe pressing charges. Yeah. Once but he's not pressing charges. I think Aaron nailed it. She's done. The, yeah. She's smashed. You know. Yep. <sighs> Absolutely. So let's let's see what goes on here. We got a couple minutes left and then we're going to take a break and then we're going to get into the face peelers. It's been a little more than a ah. month now since that entire. Hold on. Girl in the desert says, along with possible medications mixed. Yeah, I, yeah. Don't, I don't want to make any assumptions on that one, but it, you, you just never know. I'll, you never I'll know. say you're probably right on that. <laughs> interaction and the police body camera video is just now coming to light. And a seemingly contrite Tiffany Gomez has posted a video on Twitter. Hi, everyone. It's her. me, Tiffany Gomez, probably better known as the crazy plane lady. And let's let's just put this out there. This is not like Christina Gomez, you know, probably no relation, you know, over there at her show that talks about UFOs and everything. And we've had her on our show a couple of times. This is not her or a relation. Different Which spelling, is I think, too. Warranted. Gomez, in a scripted statement, apologized for what she did that day. First and foremost, I want to take full accountability for my actions. They were completely unacceptable. Distressed or not, I should have been, I should have been in control of my emotions and that was not the case. My use of profanity was completely unnecessary. I'm telling you, I'm getting the off, and there's a reason why I'm getting the off. I want to apologize to everyone on that plane, especially those that had children aboard. <laughs> Can't imagine going through that and trying to explain to your kid what in the world just happened. <laughs> Sounds like her dad, who's the cop, might have got to her. <laughs> It's like, you better get on there and apologize you, now. You might be 30-something years old, but when dad shows up and says, you did what? I wonder <laughs> if his voice got that high-pitched. I, I highly doubt that. Moments, um, some far worse than others, and mine happened to be caught on camera for the whole world to see multiple times. Sorry. Publicity sign. sound like Minnie Mouse. 
Then the apology took a different turn. Gomez said she's enjoyed some of the memes, but there's been a flip side. On the flip side, it is very invasive and unkind. And I don't know what I would do without the love and support of my friends and family. I hope that I can use this experience and do a little bit of good in the world. At the end of the Twitter video, Gomez posted that she's on a journey to promote good mental health and stand up against cyberbullying. What that means is unclear. She posted a link to her website that simply says, stay tuned. For Law and Crime, I'm Anjanette Levy. Yeah. What? Publicity what? stunt. Come on, man. This is like one of those stories that there's like all these different hallways that you could go down. Um, yeah, like a choose your own mental breakdown. It is a choose your own, your own adventure. Yeah. Yeah, her, the 15 minutes of fame. Like I said, the re, we're closing out this story. If they honestly have anything else that goes along with us, um, if it's the same kind of storyline where it's ending here for us, unless a yeah. reptilian actually shows up, yeah, that's not then that's happen. a different story. We will <laughs> reopen Pandora's box on right. this one. So anyways, just trying to shed a little bit of light on some of that nonsense that was going on with that. But, uh, man. All right, Michelle, I need to take a break for a minute. We're going to take a break. Cause then we're coming back to, yeah, we're going to get into some serious stuff here. We're going to get into some serious stuff. Yeah. The, this is the stuff that Dorothy's got to watch tomorrow. She said in the daylight. Yep. All right. So we'll be back in about four minutes, everybody. See you soon. Traveling near New Boston, Michigan? Hungry? Well then, you need to check out New Boston Coney and Grill tucked away at 37005 Huron River Drive. With daily specials, homemade soups and desserts, and a staff that makes you feel like family, you will not be disappointed. Give them a try for dine-in or carry-out at 734-606-5313. You can find their page, including their menu, on Facebook. Bon Appetit! there this is christina gomez of paradigm ships and the debrief media and you're listening to wayne and michelle on the michigan ufo sightings and paranormal encounters podcast hi this is ray shamansky author of the Alien Shades of Grey's Trilogy. And you're listening to Wayne and Michelle on the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast. Hi, I'm Greg Little, co-author of Origins of the God with England's Andrew Collins. It's a great book. It's about UFOs and the paranormal, and it gives an explanation. It's not what you think. And you are listening to Wayne and Michelle on the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast.
My name is Burton, and I am the host of Follow the Reaper podcast, where every episode we examine first and secondhand true paranormal encounters. And you're listening to Wayne and Michelle on the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast. Hi, everyone. This is Jared Murphy of NotAliens.com, and you are listening to Wayne and Michelle from Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters Podcast. Hey there, it's Richard Serrett, occasional weekend guest host of Coast to Coast AM and host of The Conspiracy Show. And you're listening to Wayne and Michelle's Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast. What's up, everyone? This is Burton. And Aaron from Lost in the Dark podcast. And raise your horns because you're listening to Wayne and Michelle from the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast. What is up, you guys? It's your girl, Gemma Jade from Gemma Jade YouTube, Moon Bear Oracle, Paranormal Chop Shop. You're here listening to Wayne and Michelle with the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast. Hi, this is Chris Lato of the Chris Lato YouTube channel, retired F-16 pilot turned UAP investigator, and you are listening to Wayne and Michelle on the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast. All right. Well, that was a quick break, so thank you everybody for sticking around. Glad to see you guys still live in chat and hanging out with us. So just real quick, wanted to cover a couple things. Make sure that you do... I guess, you know, we're supposed to say this, do that, like, do that, share, do that, subscribe and hit that notification bell. So every time we go live, you will get an email that will let you know we are going live. One of the important things, though, that if you've had a UFO sighting or you got a paranormal story, ghost, something weird happened. Um, hey, send us an email and tell us the story. The email is mi.ufo.podcast at gmail.com. Also, you can check out our merchandise, and we've recently added some new stuff to our store. Um, you can head on over to www.miufopodcaststore, all one word, dot online. And you can look at all the merchandise we have there. We got coffee cups, we got t-shirts, we got tank tops. We got new pint glasses with their uh, little guy behind us over here, driver, our little mascot on a pint glass. Very cool stuff. So, and if you would like to support the podcast in any other way, you just check the show notes and the show description below. You'll find our links to all of our Patreon, all that stuff. So, yeah, so I see a Michelle is back with us as I we're getting back. ready to jump into the story of the night here which you know michelle 
we should do this the the right way. Hey, Michelle, what time is it? <laughs> it's time for what's in the news. Yes, baby. What is? Pretty cool, huh? Pretty cool. <laughs> hey, Barry, how are you? There are quite a few conspiracies with us. Yes. Yep. Yep. So let's let's dive into this. So um, members of the uh, Ikitu tribe claim that they have suffered repeated attacks by aliens. They have called for assistance from the Peruvian military and started conducting their own night patrols to protect the vulnerable villagers. And this is, this is one of those stories where it's like, man, what, what's really going on? Is it really aliens? I mean, we're going to, we're going to dig into this. So terrified villagers in a rural Peruvian district have claimed they have come under attack by seven foot tall aliens. They have dubbed Los Pelicates or the face peelers. Members of the Ikitu, or Ikitu tribe from the San Antonio native community have reported mysterious figures in dark colored hoods attacking the villagers who live in the district of Alto Nane, northeast of Lima, Peru. And let me uh, share this article up on the screen for everybody. I kind of forgot to do that yeah, so you there's... guys can see this because we need to give full credit to the people who wrote this story. <clears throat> and this is coming from the Daily Mail, though this has been basically circulated everywhere uh, at this time. This is from uh, the 8th of August. Since we were on vacation, we're getting to it now. So um, let's see. One attack, one such attack a 15-year-old girl had been taken to a hospital. So um, the 15-year-old girl that they're talking about, if you want to see her picture and her injuries on the side of her neck, it's on our thumbnail. You can check that out because that's the picture that I used on the thumbnail. Now it says here, according to the community leader, um, I'm, I'm going to butcher his name, uh, Hero Davila, the teenager narrowly escaped, but as a result of the struggle, they cut part of her neck. Now, according to local media, members of the community are conducting night patrols to protect women, children, and the more vulnerable villagers to have uh, and have called on the authorities to send in the military. So let me blow this up a little bit. There we go. All right. And by the way, the links to all of these videos and everything will be in the show notes once we are done with the show. For a warning, put an ad blocker on. <laughs> well, I yeah, know they get, they get mad ads. at you if you do. So, and they'll block your uh, thing. 
So let's see. Barry says, uh, I heard there's some pretty crazy video. I also heard they're filming Transformers down there. And the guy that runs that jet suit is in the movie. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, that's going to kind of go where we're going to talk about here. So it says here, some community members said they can't sleep because they are in fear. Locals describe the extraterrestrials. And of course, whenever they say aliens or extraterrestrials, they do have it in quotes in this article as having large heads with yellowish eyes and said the the mysterious figures are immune to their hunting weapons. Yeah, they've been shooting at the, these things, whatever they are. They claim they have attacked them every night for nearly a month since the 11th of July. Latina Nokias, a Peruvian news outlet, quoted Davila as saying he had some face-to-face with one of the so-called aliens. He said, we have met almost face-to-face. His face is barely visible. I have seen his whole body floating at a height of one meter, he said, suggesting that the being was hovering. The group have now requested a military presence from the authorities. However, it reportedly takes a 10-hour river trip to reach the community from Equados City. Now, this is like in the where the Amazon River starts on the west side of South America, that northwestern area of Peru. It, it's just, it's jungle. It is like headhunters and things like that that are in that area. Um, let's see. We need support for our community. The children do not sleep and the mothers stay up all night, Davila said. They appear to be armored. I shot one of them twice and he wasn't injured. He rose and disappeared. We're very frightened about what's happening here in our community. He also added, their shoes are round shape, which they use to float. Their heads are long. They wear a mask and their eyes are yellowish. Um, They are experts at escaping. And there's a picture of the 15-year-old girl who is getting treatment. You can see the bandages on her neck where she was cut. Um, and now I've seen there have been pictures where they don't blur out her face. So I don't know what's going on there. And then it says here to close this out. Some villagers describe the aliens as being like pelicadas, strange beings from folklore that feast on human faces, fat and organs. According to reports, the police reached the remote area on board a speeder vessel and toured the village perimeter. I don't know what a speeder vessel is. Um, Maybe including, like one of those fan boats. Oh yeah. Like an airboat, including the area where the teenager was originally allegedly attacked. It is unclear if the authorities found anything to corroborate the villagers claims. And if the government intends to deploy military personnel to the area for a sustained period of time to protect the villagers from the mysterious threat. According to a 2017 national census, 
There are around 1,350 people who identify as being a member of the Ikitu tr- uh, community. And Barry said the gold miners are trying to scare people. And that's yes, the latest story that I had heard as well. That's one of the debunking <laughs> stories is that there are illegal miners and they possibly could be working for cartels or whatever. And they are basically strip mining gold out of the area. Um, and probably finding artifacts and stuff too. Um, and they're trying to scare off the community by using like folklore and impersonating them, but they're being shot at and, uh, getting away. So it's very, it's very interesting. Um, I don't know, Michelle, what are your thoughts on this? I, you know, if we're talking about illegal gold miners going into a remote area such as this and going in deep into the folklore of this community, you know, that would be a way to petrify them and keep them like kind of gathered together where Mm -hmm. they're not venturing out to do any sort of mining, which would open up the possibility for these illegal miners to... You know, take the resources. Well, one of the things that I want to bring up about, uh, you know, their flying and the use of a jetpack or something like that. Wouldn't there be something in this report that they would say they would hear them flying? Because jetpacks are notoriously loud. And why would you have a jetpack? You know, you're thinking kind of primitive groups of people, though, you know, they could have money and everything um to buy this stuff but that seems to go like a very long way barry you said know? that there's a video of two of them in, in a, a tree. tree whoop yeah yep so, and they were getting shot at and then girl in the desert says and shoes that float exactly exactly it's like they don't mention anything about sound and if you're on, a, if you're a human impersonating this stuff, you're not going to be uh, able to escape and survive getting shot at um, unless you're wearing body armor. But if you're wearing body armor, you're probably not flying a jetpack because they're not all that powerful. They Re- probably have enough to move a human body around, but not that much more. Reminds me of the plot of like M. Night Shyamalan film. Mm. What was it? The Village? Yeah, the village. Yeah, yeah where <laughs> they were community. Sca- where they were scaring the community to like you know stay in and not venture out. Yep, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. So, anyways, that's you know, there was other things I heard about this going on as well. Um, I can't recall what it is right now because I'm kind of distracted by the video I want to show you guys next. Oh, it has yeah, to do the with next this. video is disturbing. Okay. So this video, my understanding of this is that this is an actual, this is real footage of a man who was brutally attacked this year um, in Loreto, Peru, which is in that area of the Iquitu um, community down there. Now, this makes me think of like cattle mutilation and stuff too. So there is a warning on this video. There is no sound to it. It's just a video. So people listening to this on the podcast, 
if you want to shoot over and check this out, you can, or look it up, hit our links and, and go look it up on your own. That way you can click on, you understand that this might be inappropriate for some people. Now, here's what I'm going to say. Looking at this, it looks 100% real. If it's a movie or something done with a movie, it's horribly done. But you'll see what I mean. So let's go ahead and play this. Turn that off. Okay, so what we're seeing is, is that there's a body laying on the bank of a river. All right. And somebody's filming somebody else's cell phone with their cell phone because that is somebody's leg right there, like the top of their thigh with the phone sitting on it, and they're filming it with their phone. Actually, it looks pretty good. Um, and there's a body laying on a river bank, and it's covered with, and I think the villagers found the body, and they pulled it up on the bank and then covered it with banana leaves and left it there for the police. So we're going to continue on here as the police start to take the banana leaves off. So they're, they're exposing the body at this point. And it looks like a man with no shirt, uh, maybe shorts on, some kind of running shorts. Gas leg. And when they remove the banana leaves from the top of the man, his head is just basically the whole front of his face is gone and his arm, his right arm is sticking up. It's like rigor mortis is set in. Now they're starting to lift the body and you can see that is the skull. You can see part of the neck the the uh, neck bones off the side here. All right, this is pretty gruesome. And the skin just around the face is completely gone. The rest of the body's intact, so it's not animals. Well, the part of the flesh on the legs, on the upper part of the legs is All gone. Right, look at that. You can see where there's the subcutaneous fat that's right underneath the scalp right there. You can see the edge. It's it's perfect. And then there's hair. But the left side of his face, all the way up to, almost to the crown of his head, is gone. The eyes are gone. There's no blood. The neck is open and exposed where you can see the neck bone, the vertebrae. And then the police officer drops, and they drop the body into the sand. And it that's that's a real body. I've seen bodies. That's a real body. It's been dead and it has riga in it. Now it's not completely stiff because riga mortis leaves the body after about 24 hours, 20, 12 to 24, something like that. So let's continue to watch this. So look at that. Looks like there might be a little bit of blood on the right side, but his whole face is gone. And that's not a mask. That's legit. And it reminds me of cattle mutilation. And that's where the video ends. 
So just real quick, you get a quick shot here. Right here. Do we think that that body was laying by the riverbank? Because if it was in the water, it would be bloated. Well, the villagers brought it up. And we don't know how long it was sitting there on the riverbank. But his his face is gone. What do you what do you guys think out there uh, in chat right now with this? This is supposedly the work of these, you know, Los Pelicatas, these face peelers. And this is what, uh, I mean, I guess if they are illegal miners protecting their money and, you know, or a cartel that's into this, they'd probably do anything to a human body. Let's see what Arrows Andy has to say. I think the aliens are in shock at human behavior and that we blame them. Or it's us sad, but a reality to be taken seriously one day. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you guys think? <clears throat> Fake? Not aliens, but they're pretty brutal down there. I mean, I know they're. I mean, we've heard stories. Yeah, I was going to say we've heard stories of the cartel. Yeah. And the illegal mining. So, you know, people will do anything to protect their money and their land. Or if they're going after something that they want, they'll do whatever is necessary. Yep. Which is some of the conspiracy theory out there well, about Maui. Ooh. The Maui wildfires. But that's for another discussion. Yeah, that we're definitely looking into that as well as far as what what's been going on in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Hard to say. Everyone in chat's got gotten quiet. Evil. Let's see. Girl in the desert says, I have a hard time believing extraterrestrials are evil. I think it's real, but attacked by evil humans. That's kind of where I'm at right now. This does not mean that there are not these aliens or, or some type of creature running around or, you know, visitors interdimensionals, whatever you want to call them running around down there. Cause if there's a, if there's a myth or folklore about these things and there has to be something that triggered all this. So I don't know. I think that this video here of them in this body is a hundred percent real without a doubt. Ah, yes. Taven Taven says that he feels, uh, it's more cryptid related if paranormal. And Barry said, I would say piranhas or alligators. I wondered about piranhas. So that the safest way. The softest way. in uh, Yeah. The softest way. Yeah. Into your skin through the eyes or your mouth. Yep. Yep. Could so, be. Piranhas could definitely do that, but. Yeah. I would think they would tear up the rest of that body. It's almost like, well, even with the, the legs, when you see like the, yep. the, the flesh being taken off, it's like perfect lines. Yeah, this is, this is crazy. So I guess right now I would say that this is, uh, until we get more information and you know, we know some people down there, that can give us some more information. We're we're gonna just stay on uh, 
the wait and see list. This is another one. Like what is, what is really going on down there? Because then you had, you know, things like uh, ages ago, there was a, a guy who I think he ended up taking his own life eventually, but he was a geologist who said that he came forward saying that he worked for the U S government building underground bases. And when they were building an underground base, they broke into some type of an area where there were aliens and they, they were in a shooting match and this guy was shot and injured, burned and lost part of his hand and everything in this battle under the Dulce. I want to say it was the Dulce uh, bases. Um, and I cannot remember the, the gentleman's name who came forward. And this was ages ago. And he was working on under building underground bases for the government. So I don't know, Michelle, pretty crazy. Well, I want to see the video that Barry was talking about um, with oh. the miners in the trees. Yeah, we'll look that up for yeah. next time. All right. I guess we're going to start closing it out. <laughs> We've got a little fun video right here from Detroit. So we're going to get ready to play this. This is uh, a quick little news report that Fox 2 News in Detroit did. Um the number one ranked state for alien invasion survivability, according to a study. As if they don't have anything else to talk about in Detroit and well, the surrounding communities. Well, yeah, I mean, so we won't go there. But um, somebody took the time to create a study and do a study to see which state would rank number one if there was an actual invasion and would be able to survive it is it ohio <laughs> let's let's find out so look we've been talking a lot about aliens lately especially on our sister show the noon uh with investigations into unexplained aerial phenomena but what would happen if extraterrestrials really attacked earth marielle listen up according to a new study michigan would fare better than most they ranked our state seven of course they are making their little jokes you know you can tell she's like, you guys are all full of crap. All right, here we go. Yeah, let's play it out. We're state 17th in the country for survivability. Wait a minute, let me back one, that up. They ranked our state 17th in the country for survival. So Michigan is 17th for survivability. We got a chance. We got a little bit of a chance. According to a new study, Michigan would fare better than most. They ranked our state 17th in the country for survivability. Coming in at number one, Virginia. Study was based on things like population density, number of UFO Virginia. sites, resources, landscape for hiding, and proximity to the military. Nevada ranked last. Mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Nevada's getting wiped out. Now, talk about population density, though. Wait a minute. Is there a lot of people in Nevada? I mean, it's mainly desert, big but cities. But... I was going to say there's really no hiding. I can understand Virginia, though, with the, the mountains and, like they said, the terrain. Oh, yeah, you could hide out and you could hide out in Virginia. Yeah, no, I guess no place to hide because the environment would kill you, wouldn't it? And I've been looking at real estate out in Nevada. <laughs> Let's see. Let's have them uh, close us out here. We're we're in the middle 17. of the pack. I mean, we're there. We're we're in the we're in the top half. That's right of the United States. I lie awake at night and worry about this. Make sure they don't land land in your backyard. <laughs> I know your dogs would not enjoy that. I so. know. Uh, yeah.
Okay, yeah, yeah. Funny, funny. I'm thinking a, a trip to the Upper Peninsula, yep. Porcupine Mountains. No aliens want to go up, up to the UP. Because up in the UP, they'll they'll blow up the Mackinac Bridge. And uh, you know, those people are a little, little crazy up there. So... So speaking of all our adventures, we were uh, quite quite surprised on this last trip. We went to Lake Tahoe. Yes. So, you know, and we we've talked about the redheaded giants after you know running into that lady in the Kroger parking lot that was talking about redheaded giants when yeah, she saw random woman from the Lake California. Tahoe sweatshirt. But boy, I will tell you that they are big into cryptids specifically bigfoot in all of the shops we even have our new lake tahoe coaster yep there you bigfoot. go <laughs> so yeah there's your proof right there that and, the people in in lake tahoe south lake tahoe are very much about bigfoot so yeah maybe that's where he's hiding all right, guys, we're at about an hour and 30 minutes. Michelle, I think it's time for us to get ready to get going. I, yeah. Do we got anything coming up besides going back to work here soon? Well, you might be going back to work. Well, I still have meetings and curriculum stuff to do, so I just don't know when I'm going to be able to get into my classroom. All right. Well, I guess we're going to start saying bye to people so we got paula faust we got barry girl in the desert diane boss who else guy mary dorothy's already in bed dorothy's in bed sleeping so pleasant dreams Taven. dorothy see Taven, Taven. we mentioned a cryptid for you yep yeah oh some quick news real quick that's why it's called quick news i'm gonna be on two shows coming up in the near future and I'll put more information out on that but I will be on uh, Blondes and Booze coming up talking cryptids and UFOs and then Texas Front Porch and I was recently on um, Bigfoot Michigan Rob's show just the other night and you can check that out on his YouTube channel BMR Bigfoot Michigan Rob great guy very much into cryptids and knows all that he'll be coming on our show at some point here um yeah so let's We're gonna close out with the statement that barry said the aliens don't want to mess with detroit no no and and honestly the united states would be kind of rough because everybody around here has a gun <laughs> <laughs> so all right everybody we're gonna get out of here have a great night everyone have a great night and remember Keep those eyes to that sky. You have been listening to the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast. You can reach us at mi.ufo.podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at MI underscore UFO and join our Facebook group by searching for Michigan UFO sightings and paranormal encounters. So until next time.